Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Future is Bilingual podcast. My name is Heather. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really glad to be back doing the podcast because I took some time off during my first trimester of grad school, and now I'm on winter vacation. So it's nice to have a little extra time to dedicate to this. Today, I'm bringing you an interview with Sandra, a multilingual mom from Peru. This episode is great for anyone who worries about missing the early period of teaching your child a language when they're a baby. Sandra started to teach her daughter Spanish when her daughter was four, and she's successfully teaching her Spanish now. She also talks about creating her own materials about Peruvian culture and how you can find those online and get in touch with her. She tells us about her journey learning languages and how it's taken her all over the world and how she met her husband and how they're blending their family's cultures very beautifully. They have multiple languages, multiple religions, and how we can blend those into one thing. It doesn't have to be a burden or a stress. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Future is Bilingual podcast. Today, I have a very special guest for you. She's also a multilingual mom, and she and I exchange multilingual messages, and it's just so fun. So if you ever want to send me a multilingual message, I'd be more than happy to respond. Uh, We share a bunch of languages, and I feel like I know her, even though we've only just started talking. Um, and thanks to Instagram. So thank you so much for reaching out, Sandra. Tell us more about you. Hi, Heather. Thank you for having me here. It's really a pleasure for me to share my story with you. And yes, we have been talking, I think, two months. And it's yeah. amazing. I feel so connected with you because I can talk to you in Italian, in French, in Spanish, in English. So it's it's amazing. Uh, as the you power said, of languages. Uh, yeah, the power of connecting people. That's amazing. It's amazing, right? Yes. And Instagram right now with all of this, the pandemic, I mean, it's, it's still going mm-hmm. meeting people from all over the world. Instagram has been a great, a great platform. So yes, I'm a multilingual mom. I speak four languages. Uh, I'm from Peru, by the way. So I speak mm-hmm. Spanish. I speak English too, because I'm married an American. So at home, we speak Spanish and English. I speak Italian and I speak French because I had been, I lived in Belgium for Mm -hmm. almost three years. And I have two kids, Emma, she's five, and Maxwell, he actually turned seven months today. Oh, wow. (laughs) So exciting. Yes. Um, What can I say about me? What do you do? So what do I do? I started an online Spanish tutor service at the end of January of this year. Then I stopped for almost five months because uh, because of Maxwell. So I took five months of leave, maternity leave. The first few months when I started this business, it was amazing. I couldn't keep up with the amount of work that I uh, had at the beginning and this idea started uh, because I, I was posting videos on how I'm teaching my daughter Spanish I mean this was last year so mm-hmm. people was contacting me like how are you able to teach her Spanish and homeschool her and mm-hmm. she's doing so great she's she's speaking now uh, so that's when I came with ideas like why not sharing my journey and try to help other moms that are trying to teach uh not only Spanish, but also trying to pass their culture to their kids. So immediately I have a few students and I had like a lot of work to do because I was creating the class. I was creating my own visual um, tools because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to grab and copy from somebody else. So all of that take time. Um, And now I'm back. I've been working 
since I come back from my maternity leave almost a month and a half. And it's been great. I'm really enjoying it. That's so wonderful. And tell us more. I know um, you said you're from Peru, and I know that culture is a big part of what you want to pass on. It's not just the language. It's not just taking Spanish materials you can find on Google Images. So tell us more about, you know, these materials that you're creating. I'm really curious. And were you a teacher before this? Do you have background in education? Of course. So when I started teaching Emma, it was actually during the pandemic. Uh, and I was searching online, like how first how to teach her, right? Because I started talking to Spanish to her when she turned four years old. I never talked to her in Spanish younger than that. Oh, really? uh, yes, because when we were living in Belgium, I had a hard time. I mean, I was speaking French um, outside. I was speaking English at home. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I was I just was trying to give myself a break because I didn't want to talk Spanish and English and then French outside and then translate everything to my husband because he doesn't speak any French and I wanted to leave. Actually, we were living in the middle of town in Mons and that's the, the south part of Belgium. I've, I've been to Mons. Yeah, that's where I that's the only place I've been in Belgium. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. Small world. Such a tiny place. Like I, I can't know. believe you you've been there I, I did volunteer work so it was just like a random town where they needed volunteers so that's where I ended up going yeah oh, about this that's amazing I know so yes we were living there and then we moved to Puerto Rico uh, it was I thought it was going to be a great opportunity for Emma and for me as well to speak some Spanish but unfortunately with when, when we moved to Puerto Rico it was like five or six months before the hurricane uh, Maria uh, hit Puerto Rico. So it was a lot of stress. Uh, I didn't even have time to, to uh, adjust to the, to, the, to the island and to meet people. And it was a really complicated time. So I decided not to talk to her in Spanish because it was, we, were a lot of, we were under a lot of stress, mm -hmm. stress already. So when we moved here, the pandemic started, right? I mean, we moved here in 2018. But let me focus more about how I start teaching her. So I started teaching her in Spanish and I couldn't find the right materials mm -hmm. in a more Peruvian culture. So I'm sure there are a lot of Peruvian moms in the United States that have had the same problem that I had and not just in the States, in all in other oh. parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So I start creating my own bilingual tools with Peruvian heritage for me to be able to connect with her and try to teach her a little bit of my culture because it's been three years that I have not traveled back to Peru oh. and I don't think it's gonna happen in a short uh, time because I have Maxwell and it's complicated. So yeah. I my first I launched my first product last week on Thursday. It is a Spanish alphabet uh, workbook with Peruvian heritage. Oh. So with, in this workbook, Emma, I mean, she already knows how to write, but she's tracing, she's she is recogni recognizing uh, um, Spanish words and she's learning a little bit of Peruvian culture because each uh, Spanish Peruvian word is associated with uh, um, letter is associated with a Peruvian word in a picture. So, so give us an example. So for example,
example, I'm talking about the letter Q, right? So the letter Q is going to go associated with a Peruvian word. In this case, I use the word kena. Kena is a folkloric uh, instrument. It's oh. like a float. So she, the, it's the, the letter associated with the picture in the in a Spanish Peruvian word. And then she can trace the letter and she can also trace uh, the word. Mm -hmm. And while we is color, while she's coloring and tracing, I start talking to her uh, a little bit about the meaning of the work. This mm -hmm. work comes with a Peruvian glossary at the beginning of the workbook. So you have an idea, uh, so you so you can associate and learn the meaning too. That's great. Uh, yes. And I just want to say that's, I think it's so important because we so often, you know, there's like the first level where we just see Spanish as this one language. And then you know, people get down to the accents and like, oh, you know, in Spain, they talk differently than Latin America, but then there's so much more detail. It's like this onion you can keep unpeeling where like each Latin American, you know, Central and South American country has its own culture. So I think it's so, so, so important that you're actually doing the work to make all these materials because we so often will just be like, you know, if I feel like we default to Mexico, first of all, if we're going to look at, you know, uh, Latin America. And I just think it's really cool that you're getting down to that very specific level. And it is, I think, very useful for anyone who's, of course, from Peru and wants to. Um, yes. People don't want to make these materials because, as you said, it takes so much time and it takes so it much takes knowledge. So much <laughs> it's like, wonderful I'm that also, you're providing that. Yes, I'm also learning from it because, of course, I mean, I'm from Peru. But it's been many years that I don't live in there and I cannot know everything. You so it's know. actually good. Yeah. So I, it's actually good for me too, because I'm reconnecting with my roots and learning and passing that heritage to Emma. And also, I think this is a great material for dual program teachers mm -hmm. when you want cultural awareness and you cannot find products because as you said, we, in, in, especially in the United States, we associate Spanish with Mexican culture mm -hmm. and Puerto Rican culture, what it's great. And they're amazing and great materials. They're different. They each have their own specific, each country has their own specific things. Exactly. Uh, so this material, it's, uh, it's good for them, for moms that would like to pass their heritage, for homeschool moms that would like to, to promote cultural awareness at home for dual teachers, uh, for Peruvian moms living abroad that would like mm -hmm. to their heritage too. Or so, even yeah. parents, if they're married to a Peruvian, you know, so if like yes, both exactly. parents are trying to pass it on, maybe if I was married to a Peruvian, I'm not Peruvian, but maybe I want to pass on the culture. So exactly, there's so like many people. I, mm -hmm. Like what I'm doing with my kids, because my husband is American Jewish, so I am learning from it. So I'm able to teach them. Exactly. So back up and tell us, when did you leave Peru? When did you meet your husband? Of that course. whole story. When did you learn your languages? I also want to know. I love the, the whole, we'll get back to the teaching and the children, but tell us more about you. When did you learn all these languages? Of course. So in Peru, I went to a bilingual school. So I took some subjects in English. And then because I really like it and I always thought learning a second language will open up more opportunities if I wanted to move out of Peru or just work in Peru, but for an international company, you have to speak English. So I mm -hmm. took after school class for about two years and a half, English classes. Okay. And then because I wanted to 
be involved with American culture, right? I wanted to, to practice English. I did two cultural exchange when I was in college. Mm -hmm. I went first, I went to Biloxi, Mississippi to work for a hotel. And then I went to Walt Disney World for three months. That was, yes, that was an amazing experience because I was able to work in Walt Disney World. I was living at the Walt Disney World dorms and I was connected with people from, that was amazing, from people from all, all over the world, France, you know, Epcot, you have the different yeah, countries, the countries, right? Yeah. I the can't even imagine stuff. how cool. Wow. It's so cool. I, I met people from France, China, Japan, Morocco, uh, Mexico, of course, Mexico. Uh, it was a, a really great experience. I was there for three months. And then I went back home. I continued studying. And then I just like, okay, now I'm, I want to, I want to, go to Europe. I want to learn uh, another language, right? Mm -hmm. So I applied to work for a cruise ship, thinking it was going to be like doing those cultural exchange. And mm -hmm. I was completely wrong oh, because no. <laughs> working on a cruise ship, it's really hard. Very, it's a very hard uh, mm -hmm. job. <laughs> so I was about to quit. I was like, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm leaving. But then I because it was eight months contract without oh. no break, no, no day off. It was only a few hours off during the day. And I was like, I can't do this, this is too wow. much. Yeah, it was really rough. Um, but then I said, you know what? I, I am here, I can make some extra money. Mm -hmm. I can learn from this. No, not everything is gonna be easy in life. So- And it has I, an I, ending. There is an end yes. date in sight. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like um, I just I just gonna stay. So I I feel so proud of me because I can't believe I finished my eight months contract without wow. no day off. <laughs> but I was able to reconnect with European people. I I I learned basic Italian there. Oh, I appreciate. Yes. Okay. And, but you, it was not required to to, learn, to speak Italian before. Uh, getting this job but I learned the basic while I was in the, on the cruise ship mm -hmm. and then I was able from to passengers or from co-workers from, from the co-workers because oh, it's an okay. Italian company so most of the employees okay, okay. Uh, were Italians or Europeans there were very very few Americans to be honest mm -hmm. um, most of them were from Europe so um, I was able to learn a lot from them when I came home, it's like, okay, I want to improve what I, the basic Italian that I learned. So I took, I think it was a year and a half on Italian, of Italian, yes, in Peru. Nice. Um, and then I never used it back in Peru, okay? So it's like I stopped studying because um, I studied Italian because I needed to find a job, you know, life continues, I have to do something else. So I met my husband in 2010. Mm -hmm. because of mutual friends I have a, a very close American friend who went to Peru to learn Spanish and she married a Peruvian and when she was uh, in she was living in Peru for a few years I was her only friend that actually speak English in Peru uh -huh. so we were going out a lot and then she decided to move back to the States because she wanted to do an MBA mm -hmm. um, she's also a multilingual mom 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when she moved to California, she met my husband and they were, my husband also moved to California a few weeks before her. So they, they were both new in, in, in Monterey, California. So they were roommates. Huh. And then they were roommates, yes. So then, but she was already married with a Peruvian guy, right? So six or seven months after my husband was roommate with Amanda, that's her, that's her name, mm-hmm. the Peruvian husband came to the United States without speaking a word in English. Like wow. not even, I know, right? Well, Amanda speaks fluent in Spanish, English, and French. But so, still. yes, I know. So my husband was living with them in another roommate. And he learned Spanish because Diego wasn't able to speak English. (laughs) But my husband, yes, interesting, right? But my husband took Spanish in high school and he told me that was horrible. I didn't like it Mm -hmm. because a lot of grammar and you actually do not have uh, the experience. You don't talk, you are not sharing with other people, right? So he learned a lot of Spanish while living with Diego. And Yes, and 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 that's amazing. He was in. So this was of, before you met him. This, this all is happened. Bef- this is before I met him. So because of Amanda and Diego, they both took him, my husband, to Peru to visit Peru. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. that's how Amanda. That's how I met my husband because every time Amanda was going back to Peru with her Peruvian husband. She was contemplating, hey, Sandra, we're going to do this. It's like, okay, I'm going to meet you guys. And that's how I met my husband. Because, wow. Je- yes, Jason was uh, in that group. The first time I, I, I met him, it's like we didn't even talk. <laughs> and then, I mean, yeah, he, yeah we, were on a, we, he, we didn't even talk. And two years after, or actually, I think it was a year after that, in 2011, he went back to Peru with Amanda and Diego again for a uh, for a wedding. Uh, so they Amanda and Diego took Jason to my birthday party. So that's how everything started. Wow. So we started texting each other. Uh, that day we were dancing and we were like after the party, like a week after he left, he he, he went back to uh, California and and we're still in contact. We were chatting back then. We have, I think, and we were chatting through Skype mm-hmm. and Facebook. Yes, and Facebook. Oh man. Yes. So we were talking, and we were we were not in a relationship, but we were just, you know, knowing knowing each other. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go to visit Amanda and my family. I don't remember. I think this was in 2012. Okay. So mm-hmm. I went to visit her and he came to visit me because Amanda wasn't living in Monterey. Amanda lived in Santa Monica, California. Mm-hmm. So he drove all the way from Monterey to Santa Monica wow. to be with me. And then three months after that, you know what? I decided to move. I say, if I, it's, I think one of the reasons for me to get out of Peru was because I wanted to have the opportunity to meet him. And I knew that he was not going to stop his life to move to Peru for me because mm-hmm. he doesn't speak Spanish. I mean, he speaks some Spanish, but not good enough like to find- um, To do his whole career. Yeah, yeah. To have a well-paid job. So it's like, okay, I'm okay. I mean, I'm doing, I just quit my job. I'm going to start wow. over and just <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> wow. 
That's so, yeah. that's so crazy. It's funny to think back, like the first time you didn't even talk with him, the first time you met him. Like it's just it's so funny. <laughs> it is funny, and it was also when I decided to move to leave everything in Peru. It was also very risky because oh, I yeah. it's like I don't know. It's like what's gonna happen? Like okay, and how much time between that trip to to California and then you're deciding to leave Peru? Like how much time in between there? Were you in this long distance relationship? No, we were just friends. But I just, we, but we were talking every day. It's like, yeah. okay, I never talked to anyone every day when we were, and you live uh, on a different country. Mm -hmm. So I was already tired of my job. It's like, I need to get out of here. If I don't leave, I'm going to live with my dad forever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I, because I mean. It wasn't just for him. It wasn't, it, it was like you were. Okay. Well, of course, it was not just for him, but we, um, most of Hispanic people, I cannot put all of us in there, used to live with our parents until we get married, yeah. and then we leave the house, right? So I was 27 back then, and I said, you know what? I mean, it's time for me to leave. Mm -hmm. I need to live my life, and I need to explore. So mm -hmm. I'm just, it, it was not just because of him. I was right. just, I just needed to to see something different. And to but you spend. took a big leap. You quit everything, left yes. the country. Wow. I left my country. I, I went to Miami first. I didn't like it. And then <laughs> I went and then I went to New York. Uh, uh, big cities, yeah. I mean, yes, it's hard. So, it's hard to start in such a big city. Miami's a huge city. New York, obviously, yes, <laughs> the yes. biggest city. Yes, but New York, I found it a little bit more accessible for me because there are trains and you can move yeah. wherever you go with a train it's not the same in Miami you need to definitely buy a car or rent yeah. a car most so, of the U.S. is as you know you need a car so yes New York so, is special in that sense exactly so that's what I decided New York is gonna be better for me so I went to New York I applied for a student visa because I like it and I wanted uh, you know to stay in the states but I wanted to stay legal mm -hmm. so my only option I mean everybody oh yes you can just get married it's like no I'm not gonna choose that option I mean that's yeah, not that's... the same option for me right now so I decided to apply for a student visa took a while uh, but I uh, I got that student visa and I was able to stay in the United States uh, and I decided to first um, improve um, my English for me to be able to apply for a college. Yeah. That was my plan. But that's when our relationship, actually, we were still talking with my with my now husband. So I went to visit him twice to California in my period when I was living in New York. And that's when we started a relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he came and then he got a promotion to move to Boulder. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's the ah. end. <laughs> That's the end because, as you know, I just got my student visa. Yeah. To stay in the, in you the just United organized States. yourself to be in the U.S. Wow. I just organized, and it's like, and I spend a lot of time and money. So it's like, there's nothing I can do. Like, you know, you will have to go, and I will have to stay here because, yeah, I can't do anything right. So he went first um, to Belgium. We never said, you know, we are gonna break up or anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So few months before he left I went I went to California again we went to Los Angeles to apply for um how, how do they call this like some sort of fiance 
visa for me to be able to oh. go to Belgium with him. Okay. okay. But, but the, it was it was really extremely difficult because I, back then I was still as a Peruvian. Mm-hmm. So I had a Peruvian passport. Right. And with a student visa in with a student American visa to stay in the United States, right? So we had a lot of uh papers to do and it was really complicated I Uh, understand we just had to do all that to get here and yeah it's weird having like a different status like you're not a citizen you have this visa yeah totally get it (laughs) so it was really difficult and I think we started doing that sometime in February 2013 and I was able to move with him in at the end of August in 2014. Hmm. So yeah, it took a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if back then I was American, it would be a little bit easier because right. I have an American passport. But the good, the good thing about Belgium is that they have this thing called cohabitant uh, um, visa or, or status. Mm-hmm. So I was able to live in Belgium as a Peruvian and being with him without being married. So that was a release for me because we were just starting a relationship. And yeah, that's a lot to... of complication to put on a brand new relationship. <laughs> exactly. And wow. so I don't want to rush up like to get married. Like, I don't even know if this is going to yeah. work. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> so crazy. It, I know it's crazy. And I'm so glad um, Belgium have this auction no so we were in Belgium for almost three years our first daughter our first child Emma she was born in Belgium in Mons Belgium so did she have Belgian citizenship for being born there no so well that's something that I'm working on Mm -hmm. because I was she's American so I think I mean she has a Belgian uh mm, it's not a birth certificate. It's like a certificate note that the, the city of Mons gave. Yeah, me yeah. The record. Yeah, prove. I don't know what they call that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it was strange because when I was searching the other day, the papers, it's like, oh, is this a certificate birth or like what is it? So it's I need complicated. To talk- I know we get them in the states too. I had the one from the hospital, which is the birth uh-huh. certificate, and then you get the paper from your town that like they've put them on the the list of citizens or something I don't know yeah our town sent us something as well oh yeah uh-huh. I don't know it's so complicated I, and mine was all in you know one country I don't know it's complicated <laughs> so I don't know how it's in here because well I'm working on I, I know we have registered Maxwell here but I, ha- I don't have the physical birth certificate so I don't really know how it looks or how it how it is so right. I'm working on that too but in Belgium she's she is American okay mm-hmm. but she have this paper that I that it's with the stamp on everything with, with, uh, about from from Belgium, from the city of Mons, that she was born in Belgium. So mm. I don't know. Maybe I can get her a passport. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, there might be a citizenship for being born in the country. I don't know. You'd have to look. I don't know. It. I need to work on that because uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to take her there. No, it would be amazing for her to see where was yeah. she born. Exactly, because she doesn't remember. <laughs> yeah, of course she doesn't remember. So after that, we moved. Puerto Rico I already told you what happened in Puerto Rico and we then we moved to Texas and there was a lot of you know moving and different languages stress 
being new parents and a completely different environment from both of us because he's American and Peruvian living in a um, <laughs> European French uh, environment that I love. Okay, I, I have great uh, uh, memories from Belgium from months. Uh, so I, I just wanted to give myself a break. So here, when we started the pandemic, I realized, okay, well, I think it's time mm -hmm. to, to teach her some Spanish and to teach her a little bit of Peru. I have the time. I'm at home uh, because I was laid off. I, I used to be um, an event coordinator mm -hmm. at the Grand Hyatt here in San Antonio. And because all of what happened here, in, in not just here, because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, I was laid off. Yeah. So answering to your question, I'm not a teacher. I have, I am a hospitality um, mm -hmm. manager. Uh, I mean, that's what I started, hospitality, hospitality management. Mm -hmm. and, and because I was homeschooling my daughter since the beginning of the pandemic, that's when I decided to change careers. Mm -hmm. And my plans back then, the beginning of the pandemic was to get pregnant. And I said, this is, you know, like, like a lot of people, right? Like a lot of people. I know. Doing I, know. <laughs> I just have to laugh because so many of us are like, we're going to plan like... our pregnancy. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to have another child. So yeah. I said, okay, this is the best time to do it. I'm not home. I don't know when I go back to work. So yeah. while homeschooling her, then I got pregnant, realized it's time to teach her Spanish, realized, you know what, we cannot go to Peru. Let's bring Peru home. So I started creating all of these products and decided, like, after a few months, they, the hotel called me to go back to my to my to my previous job, mm -hmm. and I told them no because I already launched my mm -hmm. online business. And sometimes it's discouraging at the beginning because you have to do everything. And for me, then I stopped for five months, so I start working again. It's been almost a, a month and a half. And I have a lot of things, a lot of things to do. So, mm. you know, step by step, little by little, I'm going to get to what I really want. Mm -hmm. and, but it's like that to every, you know, entrepreneur, the first oh, year. For sure. The yeah. first you're year, setting up all the ground. You're building up. Yes, you're building exactly. up and then eventually, oh wow, all the hard work. Exactly. Once paid. you've got it all set up, it'll run itself. But you have it to is. put all those bricks in place in order for it to really. Exactly. I know it's a lot of work, but it's so, so, I mean, you, you have your motivation, you know why you're doing it. And I think that's having that drive is really important because it's, it's challenging and you might want to quit and you might think, what am I even doing? And you have to kind of remember the why, why am I doing this? And it's more than just your, your child. It's great that you're doing it for years, but you have this whole other reason that you want to help the whole community. So I think it's so important to remember Yes, and why also, we're doing this. <laughs> exactly. And while I was living in Belgium, I as well, as you've been in there mm -hmm. months, there are very, very few people speak English. Yeah. Even if there is the NATO base in there and the US Army base very close. Uh, so the first few weeks when I was there, I couldn't even go and buy a piece of bread. And you know, they have this little cute and amazing dessert place in every corner. I couldn't yeah. even go to get anything oh. because they didn't speak any, in, any English or Spanish. So I enrolled to three different classes, French classes. Wow. I went to the University of Mons, and then I went to some sort of a call communal. I think it's like some sort of a, I think what they call here um, college, like 
you want to study like two years. Okay. So I went there uh, and took different in advanced classes in French. And for me to be able to practice with the French community, right, with the Belgian community and mm -hmm. French, uh, at, uh, at the NATO base, because my my husband uh, was, we were able to get in there because my husband worked for the United States. And I found this amazing group of French ladies. It's a conversation group. And it was every Tuesday. And it's like, I'm just gonna go, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing because in that group, I met a lot of Italians. I met people from Poland, actually one of my closest friends in Belgium, she's from Poland, she's from Poland. She's from Poland. Mm -hmm. um, and I met her also. So we were just practicing French and sometimes mm -hmm. I was practicing Italian. That was the first time that I was able to use my Italian yeah. after my a year and a half of, of, of learning in Peru. Mm -hmm. So I it was really a great opportunity for me to, to be able to find this group because I practiced a lot of French. And then mm -hmm. I felt more comfortable to talk to locals when I was going to the grocery store that it was literally two blocks away from my house. So was uh, this like a low key, like it wasn't a lesson, it was just a get together and chat? Is that what this yes, was? Yes, it was just that. So the NATO base, uh, if I remember correctly, they are 33 countries involved, um, Americans, Italians, um, Turkey, 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 mm -hmm. uh, Spain, I just France. love how that Different was the one that helped you most. The one that was like relaxed and wasn't structured. I think that's so telling because yes. we take we take classes thinking that learning the grammar and being very yes. structured is going to help us. But what we really need is just to use it. Talk. We just yes. need to talk because exactly. a language is mostly spoken. It's not, we're not writing all the time. We're we not, not reading writing all, the time. all the time. So when I was going to the school, I have these two classes. It was immerse French. Mm -hmm. So the teachers, didn't speak a word in English mm -hmm. or Spanish. It was just French, mm -hmm. and it was uh, it was fun actually with these two ladies. It was it was nice because we were trying that they, they were trying so hard to to approach and to to immerse us in the culture. Mm -hmm. And then I took a grammar class, and that was I mean it, it was a little a high level for me, but I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm the first weeks and then it was getting harder and harder and harder it's like okay I don't need to learn all of this grammar but I really like that teacher he was he was great um but then with the French ladies the conversation that's what when I really uh um learn more I will say because we were speaking we were talking all the time right right so that helped me a lot and, yeah. and it pushes you past your comfort zone. It's easy to exactly. sit and listen in a class. It's very safe. But when you actually have to formulate your own ideas, and also I would say understand somebody else, half of the exactly. battle in a conversation is following <laughs> what the other person following. says. Yes, and then after, I think nine months that, that, that I was already uh, living in there, I felt comfortable and I enjoyed it so much, everything living right. in there. So it's like, you know what, it's time to look for a job. That's the, was the hardest part because me being Peruvian with an American, like how can like, how do I do this? Oh, a lot of information. I'm, I'm not going to talk about that because it's too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was able, I was able to get, I applied for a lot of jobs. So mm -hmm. 
got two interviews, one to work for a hotel in Brussels, mm -hmm. and then another one to work for the NATO base on, that it's in Mons. Mm -hmm. And because I'm able to speak four languages, I was able to get to be one of the event coordinators at the chain. Yes, at the NATO base. And I love it because I had experience to talk Spanish. I mean, I have no experience. I have the opportunity to talk Spanish right. because th there is a huge Spanish community there. That's and great. then, yes, then Italian and then French and of course English because um, the majority um, of the employees are Americans, not just mm -hmm. because they work for the NATO base, because we, they also have the U.S. Army base in mm -hmm. Chevres that it's, I don't think you have been in Chevres, but that's like 20 minutes uh, away from Mons. And it's just farm in the mm -hmm. American base. <laughs> and then, so it was a really great experience. Actually, my boss, he is a multilingual, so he speaks four languages, and he was like, it's like you, I was able to talk to him in Spanish, mm -hmm. in Italian, in French, and in English. I mean, yeah. he is Spanish, uh, he's Belgian, his dad is Spanish, and his mom is Italian. And they okay. live on the, so he nice. speaks all of these four languages, and I feel so connected with him because we were able to speak in, you know, in the four languages, and my boss, she is, or she was, I don't know, her, uh, from the UK. Mm -hmm. So it was great for her too, because she only speak, she only speak English. So I was there to help her mm -hmm. to get connected with more Spanish, for the, with Spanish community, the French community, the Italian community. So all of these ladies were coming to the club. So I was working as event, one of the event coordinators at the mm -hmm. Che Club. The Che Club is... A, they have a bar, they have event rooms, and they have a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And the employees and the spouses of these military or civilian employees, they go to the club, you know, to have nice. fun, to have a yeah. drink, to eat something. And yeah, it was a really, really great experience. I can't complain. Yeah, so you now speak these four languages. Um, I want to get back, because we talked about your daughter at the beginning. Now you have a new baby he, he's mm -hmm. seven months old today so yes you said you started talking to your daughter in Spanish when she was around was it three four. or four four, four. Mm -hmm. so what is your plan now that you have this young baby like are you going to do things differently especially oh, because yes. you're already speaking Spanish with your daughter I can just assume that you're gonna you know yes um so tell us you know kind of explain what your plan is now going forward now. with your family of four. Oh, four, um, yes <laughs> so now because Emma understands Spanish, I would say 90%, and she actually started to say her first uh, Spanish sentences. Yay. So I yes, it's, oh my God, I almost cried when that happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now I'm only speaking in Spanish when they both are here. And my husband also is a good opportunity for him because he yeah. is like, you know, practicing. Exactly, he uh, speaks it so he doesn't feel left out. Exactly. And he can he, learn more because there's so many specific kid words that I'm oh, sure he doesn't know. <laughs> yes, yes. And when he doesn't understand, he say, I don't understand what you're saying. So, so mm -hmm. I repeat again. And so he does not get what I'm trying to say in Spanish. I, I explain to him in English, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, with MI start the time and place a strategy, it worked. And now I'm using the Opal because um because of Maxwell, I realized, I mean, I'm happy that now Emma is able to understand and speak a little bit of Spanish, but it's definitely easier when you start younger mm -hmm. because I think it would be less of 
um, I refuse to talk to you in, in your, in your, yeah, in your it's just mainland. natural. It's just natural. So with Maxwell, but I think your story is so inspiring because there might be parents listening that have yes. a five-year-old and they haven't started speaking their name, exactly. you know, their language to them. It is possible, right? It's it is not, po- definitely it's never possible. too late. Mm-hmm. Never too late. Definitely. You just need to be consistent and have fun, you know, don't make fun, it a chore. Yes. <laughs> Kids are not going to respond well if it's forced. Exactly. Not to feel discouraged. Uh, just keep going because uh, I think it's 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 it will be great uh, to try to pass to your kids your language and your heritage. So with Maxwell, yes, I only talk to him in Spanish. And when we are home, I talk to both of them in Spanish too. And if my husband, mostly because of my husband, if he does not understand, I am okay to try to explain to him in English so he doesn't feel feel that he's left out you know of course because the idea is to share as a family not just our language but also our culture right yes yeah i i learned from him his traditions because he's being uh, raised as a jewish so Mm -hmm. i love all of that side of him Mm -hmm. so i wanted to get involved and for me to be able to get involved i need to learn so I joined the Jewish Association here in San Antonio and we get free books and oh, yeah. learning. Yes, it's amazing. We get free books and those books are beautiful. It, it, they, they have this beautiful story and on the back, they have an activity. Mm-hmm. So we work on that activity and we celebrate both. Uh, we celebrate uh, Jewish holidays and we mm-hmm. celebrate Catholic and American holidays at home. I know it sounds like a lot and yes it is a lot. <laughs> I just saw your recent post but I think that's so beautiful it's not just a bilingual family you guys are actually bicultural you bi-culture. know bi- you have these two religions that you're mixing and I was raised that way we had both so it's doable it's definitely doable. <laughs> exactly exactly and I'm glad that Emma like it I like it and and it, it's been amazing. I mean, you can be whatever you want nowadays if you, and try to respect and embrace everybody's culture. You don't have to follow them, but be aware that the life that you are living is not the only way of The living. only one, exactly. To be curious exactly. and open. And the more they know, it's you know, there's no such thing as too much knowledge. Exactly. Just... The, yes. And, 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 showing your kids diversity, I think will show them and will teach them to be more uh, respectful to other people, right? And, and it's, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad uh, I, I married him yeah. <laughs> because- You made a good choice. <laughs> I made a good choice. It was risky, but it's definitely, it's been amazing. And, and I just love everything about bilingualism. I mean, I speak four languages. I think I you're love... really, it's your mindset though, because other people would see that as a burden, as an extra like hassle or our, you know, our families don't agree on religion or, you know, they would see, I think there's a way to be negative and then there's a way exactly. to, to spin a positive, you know, put the positive light on it. So it's all about your mindset. It's all about your attitude. Um, exactly. We all have our own, you know, every person and family has challenges. And I really think, you're, you're giving us such a good message and such a good reminder that there's a way to look at things on the bright side. There's a way to turn to turn lemons into lemonade and make the best <laughs> out of a situation. So even exactly. if it could be seen as too much or challenging or, you know, people say that about raising bilingual kids. Is it overwhelming? Is it too much? And, you know, overwhelmingly, we've 
studies have seen and just people raising bilingual kids know it's not too much for them they can handle it's it nothing. so they can handle it. yes and <laughs> same thing with religion same thing with you know anything culture anything yes and believe me at the beginning uh trying to uh, when when i started the relationship with my husband uh of course we are from different countries we speak different language we have been raised differently right to religion in a different culture so yes at the beginning we were like talking it's like okay and maybe i'm too latina or maybe he's too jewish or maybe he's too american and i was like yeah we have those oh yeah those 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 things i, I can I relate so much <laughs> yes and i was like okay i'm living here and i'm not living anymore in peru and believe me i'm not a typical uh, peruvian mm -hmm. because if not I mean, I probably would not marry someone from another country. You wouldn't have moved out. and yeah. I wouldn't, exactly. I mean, if some Peruvians are listening to this, please don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong about that. I'm just trying to explain that you need to have a, an open mind and to be able to, 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 to pass this kind of, you know, uh, differences and, mm -hmm. and learn from it and enjoy from it. And right now we are about to, I mean, Hanukkah is today is the 70, okay, 11 days. And I'm already getting ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> the house is decorated with Christmas and a little bit of uh, Hanukkah stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. I also have like a little corner for Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is next week, <laughs> yeah. right? Next week. So it's like a lot of, a lot of these three, uh, holidays I have decorated the house so this is what kids remember you know oh, like yes. when we think back to our childhoods we remember traditions we remember decorations you know decorations. those are the things that that matter to kids they don't think about the same things adults are worried exactly. about so mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful that you know you're putting in the effort I actually feel like I need to put in more effort because I did nothing for Halloween I just don't care about Halloween and my kids loved everybody else's decorations and they were so oh. excited anytime they went anywhere and I was like I'm sorry I'm failing you I don't <laughs> I don't care so I think I need to step my game up a little bit for um the winter yeah. holidays all right so tell us more where can we find you where can we find your materials you know if people want to just check them out even if they have never been to Peru but they're just curious and you know it's exactly. Spanish but it's Spanish learning materials the same exactly. way that anything would be you know it doesn't have to be just for the peruvian culture the, or, or, or peruvian it community could be, <laughs> it could be for any mom that would like to teach their kids about cultural awareness a little bit of peru and and just anyone that would like to learn a little bit so you can find me on instagram as la peruanita tutor mm -hmm. and i will put and, that in the show notes yes oh, thank because you. that's very spanish <laughs> and then in there you are going to find some videos on how i'm raising my daughter and how i'm teaching her spanish how i'm teaching her a little bit of peruvian culture she's also the product manager of my business so actually she uses my product <laughs> so you can see oh, you can I see love it. her you can see her learning from the products that mommy is you know creating um genius can, yes <laughs> i love it <laughs> you can find me on my website it is uh, laperuanitatutoring.com mm -hmm. i also have a blog where i talk about our uh, bicultural and bilingual life 
And I talk about how it's to raise my, how I'm raising my kids, showing them about the Peruvian culture, how we mix our Jewish and Catholic uh, uh, religions in one, how I'm teaching them, both of them. Um, then you can find me on Facebook as La, Peruan, La Peruanita 43. I'm posting, I mean, the same materials about how I'm raising them, bilingual and bicultural. And I'm also in teachers, paid teachers. Okay, great. As La Peruanita, right? Mm -hmm. And in there, you can find my products. I'm also on my website, I have some Latiendita, that it's the store to shop yep. my products. So I have a freebie right now about Peruvian uh animals mm -hmm. then i have the spanish workbook um it's actually on sale right now awesome. and then we can I put links this... specifically to those right you can send exactly. me those and i'll put them yes, in the show notes i, I will send you those over and then i have created some um spanish abc flashcards so easy okay. for the kids to you know to associate the word and they can the manipulate letter. it they can hold it mm -hmm. they can hold it yeah. They can they can actually look at the color picture and they can uh, learn a little bit of Peruvian history as well. Awesome. And yes, most of my I have a lot of projects in mind uh, about uh, teaching uh, the Peruvian uh, cult uh, cultural awareness about Peruvian Quechua uh, Quechua. Ooh, used to speak. I love it. The I took a at one of the polyglot conferences. They had a Quechua lesson, so I've done one. I, I, I saw, I saw that. I saw that. I wanted to join that conference, but we we'll talk about that another day. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll get you into the yes. next one. We we'll get you. And then, uh, so some, uh, I have some projects coming up uh, very soon about Peruvian Quechua, Quechua uh, cultural awareness. Stay tuned. That's I'm so. That's very exciting. Looking, I love it. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward for that. Is finally happening, and. I'm going to start sharing more about Peru and how I'm mixing my Peruvian culture living with a learning about the Jewish, you know, mm -hmm. we are bicultural family. So a lot of interesting things are coming. Stay tuned and you can reach me in any of those platforms that I have already mm -hmm. provided to you. I'm here for all of you, like could be a mom, could be a stay-at-home dad, because come mm -hmm. on, there are, they, I, I have met some stay-at-home dad. That's yep. a, in this area, if you just want to chat about, like, you know, I, I was chatting with this lady from Estocolm. I think she huh? is, yes, in Estocolm. She wrote me and, and she just wanted, you know, thank you so much for sharing your journey. How are you teaching your, how you started with your four year old? Mm -hmm. My son is all, is five. And this has really made me feel good because you all, all the time are going to look, uh, find resort, uh, blogs and people say, oh, I start young, I start young, but- Right, I start and they're born and you didn't. And, so and, yeah, you're a yes, great and I didn't. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So now you have, it makes me feel so great talking with her. And yeah, whenever you feel like talking, just you're having a bad day because <laughs> your child is not answering to you in the, in the target language. I mean, that's okay. Just yeah. try not to discourage and just keep talking to them in your target in the target language and try not to force them because the more you try to force them, it's like you're pushing them away. Right. And I like how um it was like a parenting metaphor, you know, lesson where they said, you know, it's not about what they eat in a day, it's like their overall 
the whole week, whatever they eat the whole, so I like, it's the same with languages. Like maybe one day they're not answering you. They're not in the mood. We've all had bad days. Us as adults as well. So like, don't look at your uh, bilingual parenting in these one day, like I failed, I'm going to quit. You have to look at like the week, the month, you know, look at the progress, make videos of your kids, and then you'll see their progress a month, two months later. Um, it's the same thing I would say to someone learning a language, you know, exactly make a video of yourself and then make one a couple months down the road and see if you sound, you know, more fluent and things like that. So it's the same with our kids. We have to kind of give them slack. It's not, it's not all like this one moment, this one day, make or break. And you know, right now, I mean, not right now, but every morning when I'm taking Emma to school, we are singing something in Spanish. Like she's singing with me. That's I can't cool. believe like, I want to grab my phone and record, but you know, I yeah, can't. You're driving. I'm driving. <laughs> I'm driving. And I have a, a seven months old also with me. So I don't want to get, yeah. you know, into a car accident, but it's, it feels so amazing. It feels and so those are the little wins. This is why we do it. Cause there's so many little moments and yeah, it's nice. It's nice to hear about other people's and share them. And, you know, sometimes you'll see people posting and it's just nice. I think it's, we need to celebrate all those little moments where all those, yeah, they're exactly using their right. languages. All right. So <laughs> tell us either um, a phrase or an expression or a word, uh, a very Peruvian word, more than the, what was the word? Kena for the flute? Oh, Kena for the flute. Yes. But another one. <laughs> From another one. Well, that's not a very uh, common word that right. you're going to use on a on your daily unless you're a musician yes <laughs> so what i use a lot of song and this is very Peruvian. i mean yeah i'm laughing america okay so i use i said a lot chevere chevere mm-hmm. is when you have some when something is cool mm-hmm. like we um que chevere. <laughs> que chevere, exactly. que chevere. it's like oh i went I bought these new shoes, right? Mm-hmm. I can say, oh, que chévere, que quedan bien. Like, that's yep. cool. They look good on you. Yep. So, chévere, it's something that sometimes we also use something else, but that's the mostly we use chévere <laughs> okay. in Peru. It's more common. But at home, yes, at home, I use chévere a lot. Mm-hmm. And my, and my said to me, oh, mommy's being Peruvian again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. And then I use a lot um, uh, Asumare. Asumare, it's actually there is a movie about that. In, in, in a whole movie, okay. A whole movie about that. And it's super, it's very fun. So I use Asumare, it's used in Peru a lot. It's kind of a long word. And as you probably understand, Mare, it's not from Mar, from Italian. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I know. I know. I was. I remember about this because I heard one of the podcasts when you explain casino and <laughs> I don't remember. That's I was. I was laughing about that. Another word that I don't remember right now. Yeah. So yeah. mare is not from mar, from okay. the, from the beach, from the ocean. Mm-hmm. Mare is from madre, from mom. So I don't know why in Peru we mix those two words asu and mare it doesn't have to be anything about your mom okay, okay? so what it's is this mostly, expression so what does this it mean? expression <laughs> this expression which we, we we cut it and we now say asu we mostly say asu asu means an expression of surprise like for example how asu. Can I say this expression has surprised me what yes like 
for example, I say, I don't know, those kids have been playing outside for eight hours straight. How come they are not tired, right? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Say, oh, wow, awesome. Like, awesome. That's, I can't believe it. Awesome. I can't that's believe it. it. That's, you know, a lot. And we use it a lot in Peru, and I've been using that quite like, quite um, a lot in the house too. So okay. asu, and if so, if you hear someone saying asu, you say, oh, this person is surprised. It's a, uh -huh. a surprise expression, right? And then chévere, it's cool. But chévere, you will hear it not just in Peru. A lot yeah. of South American people have. A, but that's a good one then, because it's yes, it's used all over. But asu, yeah, that one surprises me. Yes, Very and if great. you look, I will send you over. And if you uh, if you want to watch the movie, you probably mm -hmm. will have a hard time because they speak very fast. And mm -hmm. I even it's hard for me. So they speak very fast, and they use all of these Peruvian slangs. Actually, you can learn from that. Yeah, <laughs> I could learn from it. That could be a good yeah. lesson. That could be a good lesson. And I have watched that movie I think five times because it's just hilarious. Well, I send me it. yeah, send me. I will. If send, you have something, I, I can send. add it to the show notes, and people can check it out. Que chévere, gracias. Que chévere, we say que chévere, yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for taking all this time. I feel like we covered so many different topics and I learned yes. so much more about you because as we said, we only really chatted uh, on yeah, Instagram once. and we both want to, you know, I, I know you've said it and I also want to say you guys can always reach out and, and talk to us and, you know, tell us your woes or tell us your wins or just say hi. Um, so I will put both of our handles into the show notes and I'll put all the other things that you Thank mentioned, you. blogs and places we can go to find you. And exactly. muchas gracias. It was such a pleasure to actually see you and talk with you. And yes, uh, I hope everybody you. enjoyed. Yes, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to tell my story. I think it's everybody's story. It's important to tell, and especially to encourage people to raise and continue this really beautiful and hard journey of that that it's racing because I mean it's beautiful but it's also hard oh yeah <laughs> learning of, of racing bicultural and bilingual uh, kids so it was really really nice to talk to you I feel so connected with you like you know we can learn and talk about everything in four different languages unfortunately I don't speak Polish and I don't think that's gonna Not happen <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen because you know that's like too much for now. I really, really want to learn German, and that's one of my uh, that's one of my goals. But unfortunately, right now I'm focusing on something else. You've so. got your plate full with all your, your exactly. Work. So hopefully, the and the next year, I I when I have like a little bit more time, I'm mm -hmm. going to be able to learn that's some great. German. We work. keep yeah, we keep learning. We because keep, we keep learning. Yeah, and my next like one is to gonna be. Greek. I would That's like fine. to join that conference. Uh, I would like to yes. join the, the polyglot conference. So, well, we talked to you, I talked to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Take bye care. Bye. Bye.